Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Hey everybody, good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. We're excited to be with you this morning. I'm Brandon Clark, joined by... Good morning, my name is John Clark. John Clark. So full disclosure, we are related. Yep. Uh, we have been friends for many years. Yep, 31 in fact. 31. Most of them I don't remember. Well, at least the first 10 probably. Probably. <laughs> We're glad to be with you this morning. We've got a great show lined up, and we'll uh, get into some of those details. But as always, we want to begin with where it matters most, and that's to start the show with prayer. So let's do that now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for all you have given me. Please cover me with the protective, precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in me with his gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, hunger for prayer, and discernment to help me know your will and to surrender to it more completely. Father, please heal my negative emotions and any wounds in my heart and spirit. Send the sword of your Holy Spirit to sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, and all negative genetic, intergenerational, and addictive material, past, present, or to come, known or unknown, against me, my relationships and family, finances, possessions, and ministry. Father, I forgive and ask for forgiveness for my sins and failings, and ask that my whole person, body, mind, heart, and will, soul and spirit, memory and emotions, attitudes and values, be cleansed, renewed, and protected by the most precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, I bind and break the power and effect in and around me of any and all evil spirits who are trying to harm me in any way. I command these spirits and their companion spirits in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to leave me peacefully and quietly. Jesus, I thank you for healing the effects of these spirits in and around me. Dear Holy Spirit, please fill any void in me with your overflowing great love. All this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, please pray for me and with me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. John, I just love that prayer. It just, it's so wonderful to know where the power lies, right? <laughs> we see around us, you know, just different ways where, where evil tries to manifest itself. But in the end, the authority belongs to Jesus. Yeah, what a way to start out the day, too. You know, it really just to basically put things right. You know, put the right mindset. Know what you're up against. Know who's there to... To, uh, to be with you the whole time. It's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, we do have a great show lined up, and, and a lot of it is going to focus on prayer, actually. So we, we'll get with uh, Father Seth Goglin here in a minute talking about praying as Jesus prayed in intercessory prayer. A little later in the show, we'll be talking about silent prayer, silent retreats, and then also we'll be talking about another prayer patron um, who actually came up with, uh, you know, the silent retreat format the 30-day silent retreats and, and stuff like that. Um, and so we're, we're really excited just to talk about prayer because I think there's 
there's just such value, John, in, in praying every day and starting our day with prayer and giving glory where it belongs. Absolutely. You know, uh, prayer is, is something that um, you can do uh, premeditated. You can plan on it. Or you can find yourself praying at a moment's notice. And, and when you know you have the power of prayer you know, with you at all times, um, whether it be a, you know, thankful praise or um, you know, a prayer for uh, the certain situation, it's always nice that you can put, set, step back and say a prayer to really understand and to try to get through that moment or, or and, you know, give praise. Yeah. So let's uh, begin our discussion here on prayer and uh, talk a little bit about what prayer is, uh, as well as praying for one another, because that's a very powerful thing. Um, So we've got on the line this morning, Father Seth Goglin of the Diocese of Duluth, who's going to help us in that conversation. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Father. Good good morning. Great to be with you today. It's great to be with you also. Uh, Just for those who uh, haven't heard of you before, because it's kind of a newer name to the Diocese of Duluth, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, absolutely. So uh, I was ordained a priest for the Diocese of Duluth in 2012 uh, with class of six. Uh, I grew up in Brainerd and went to seminary uh, first at St. John Vianney College Seminary at the University of St. Thomas, and then my theology was done at St. Minerad in Indiana. Um, I had a few assignments here in the diocese. My first as an associate pastor was in Ely Tower and Babbitt uh, from 2012 to 2014, and then my first pastorate in uh, towns of Nashwalk and Coleraine on the Iron Range in our diocese, uh, 2014 to 2018. I was in Grand Rapids and Cohasset, 2018 to 2020, and I just was moved uh, by our diocesan administrator this last summer uh, to St. John the Evangelist in Duluth and St. Joseph's in Kenison, and that is where I am right now. That's wonderful. And so yeah. you, you were ordained, uh, can you tell me when you were ordained again? Sure, 2012, yeah, so uh, yeah, ninth anniversary coming up this summer. Great, wonderful. So, um, Father, you know, we we asked you to come on to talk a little bit about uh, intercessory prayer, so um, I think most of us know of intercessory prayer, but what is is intercessory prayer? Yeah, sure. I think a lot of times we commonly think of intercessory prayer as just what we do at the Mass, like that, that section right after the Creed, the intercessions, which, of course, that is a wonderful example of that, but it's not only meant to be done uh, just together as a community, but something that we can do and ought to do individually. So ultimately, it's, it's praying on behalf of someone else, or uh, on the flip side, asking someone else to pray for us. Um, that's some need that they may have that they would like us to pray for, or without them even asking, knowing that there's a need out there, uh, bringing them before Heavenly Father, uh, simply um, praying for them, asking for their needs. Father, I don't know if you're like me sometimes, but uh, I do a lot of lip service in telling people that I will pray for them and Mm. don't actually follow through all the time. (laughs) Um, You know, can you just talk about the importance of praying for one another and, and making sure that, you know, as we talk to people about praying for them, that we actually do follow through because there's great power in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think I think there's probably a lot of priests and lay people that, that do this, but um, I remember hearing from a priest when I was growing up, one of the best ways to not just pay lip service is to just do it right away. Um, I, I, think, I think we don't intend to pay lip service to it, but um, we just say we'll pray for them, and then we forget, and sometimes we do the generic, well, I'll pray for everyone who I said I'd pray for, and that, that's something. But um, to, at that very moment, um, when someone says, hey, you know, I, I could use some prayers for this, or 
I have a relative who ha- has cancer, and we use some prayers just to say, all right, let's, let's, let's pray right now. Let's call on the name of Jesus right now and offer uh, prayers, because what better time than now to do it? Uh, it shows people uh, that we're serious about it, and we're taking the initiative to go to God immediately. Uh, I think that's the best thing to do. I've, but I have found, um, you know, I was just on vacation with some former parishioners, and uh, we were praying the rosary together daily. And before they pray their rosary, they have uh, a notebook, and they have like three pages full <laughs> of people <laughs> that they write down. And, and that's another way, too, right, to, really? to keep a list that you're constantly praying for, um, because it is easy to forget when we say we'll pray for someone. So to keep to keep those lists is another thing that's important. Well, it might be easy too. Is that when you when somebody asks for your prayers and and you you say, "Yeah, we'll pray for you," and let's pray right now. It doesn't really have to be a, a three minute prayer. It, it could be no. something very simple and to the point. And and imagine what that does for the person that asked for the prayers and and you actually gave them to them at that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, ab- absolutely. It, it mean it means so much. And that's a, that's another thing. I think that's a good point. Sometimes we. We, we get intimidated by it. That's why we say we'll pray for them and we do it later, because we, we, we wonder what they're going to think when the words come out of our mouths. Uh, and yet, just to simply bring them before the Lord, say, Lord, we're here f- for this person today. We, they need this. We ask this in your name. Amen. <laughs> it can be something like that, or, or one of our memorized prayers, going to Mary, uh, praying the Hail Mary. What a beautiful gift. Yeah, I think that's a great point, because, you know, sometimes I'll fall into this person is, is with me or this person is listening. So this has to just be this tremendous and this beautiful prayer, you know, that's just going to knock the socks <laughs> off, you know. And, and I, I try to make the work my own, you know, instead of letting the Holy Spirit lead it, Father. <laughs> yeah, amen. It's, uh, you know, asking, asking just for that gift every day when we wake up, too. Like, Lord, whoever you want to put in my path, <laughs> whoever you need me to intercede for, just give me that confidence to call upon your name and to let you do the work. When we talk about intercessory prayer, um, you know, um, I think of you know praying to, to Mary or to St. Joseph and asking mm-hmm. for their prayers. But um, one of the things I don't think of, but we can pray for intercession from our, our parents who may be passed on or from other, other people, not just the saints. Right, yeah, asking others who have passed on too, that's right. So for any, uh, anyone who's in heaven, whether they're canonized or not, certainly uh, we can ask for their prayers. Um, and even those in purgatory, and that's, that's by a gift of God that, that he allows them to do so. Uh, but we can ask for their prayers. And I, I think that's a, a powerful thing as well, recognizing the countless <laughs> uh, number of people and those who we do have had relationships with and still do, uh, being members of the body of Christ united um, with the, the church uh, suffering and, and the ch- church triumphant. If you're just tuning in this morning, I'm Brandon Clark, joined by John Clark, and we're visiting with Father Seth Goglin of the Diocese of Duluth about the importance of prayer and intercessory prayer and, and how we can make that a part of our lives. You know, Father, one of the things that when I ever, whenever I pass a cemetery, I always, I always like to say a little prayer for them, too, uh, especially the, the souls in purgatory prayer. And, uh, you know, I just think about the communion of saints uh, and, and just how extensive our family is of of saints of of those you know the church triumphant the church suffering and uh, the church militant and how we can all come together can you just talk a little bit about even praying for those that we don't know or have mm. never met and will probably only meet once we get to heaven yeah amen i uh i think that's a, a really important thing that we ought to do regularly 
because in the Catholic faith, we have such a rich tradition of, of praying for others and praying for the dead, um, but n- not other Christians do that. And um, even, of course, people who aren't Christian at all maybe don't even think about the connection that we have uh, with each other as God's creation. And so how important it is to pray for those many souls who we have never met who are likely in purgatory, um, asking uh, for the Lord's purifying grace for them. And because one day we're going to die, too. <laughs> and, uh, Spoiler we definitely, alert. <laughs> <laughs> we need those prayers. We, we, we need those, and we ought to be praying for each other um, and because we want to be... Uh, I think we might have lost him, so we'll get him back on the line here. But uh, I think what he's saying is really good, John. And, you know, just remembering that uh, we one day will be in the ground as well. And, and, you know, I would hope that there would be people praying for us um, because not by our own power in purgatory do we get to uh, get to heaven. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that um, we can intercede. That's our intercession, right? To pray for those that um, are are either in purgatory or, or joining um, Jesus in glory, in glory, you know. So Yeah, we do have Father Seth back. Father, was there anything else you wanted to add to that? Uh, no, that, that's good. I'm back, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So we got just a couple minutes here before we head to break, but I, I want to get into, you know, just intercessory prayer that this is not something that, that Catholics have made up, right? It's, no. it's it, This is something that's also found in Scripture. Can you tell us a little bit about where we see that, and uh, we might have to continue after the break, but I just want to start yeah. diving into that. Yeah, there's so much. <laughs> um, one of the great classic examples from um, the book of Genesis is Abraham praying on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah, right, before God destroys the city. Um, he says how evil it is and how evil the people are and that it needs to go. And Abraham starts by saying, well, okay, God, I get it, but what if, we, what if there's a hundred just people there? What if there's 50, 10, you know? And he uh, prays on behalf of them. He has um, no need himself. He's not there, but he recognizes um, that they need they need those prayers. And so Abraham, on behalf of them, offers that to God. Um, I think another great example is <laughs> throughout throughout uh, uh, the books of Moses, right? So yeah. and Exodus and uh, Deuteronomy, <laughs> Leviticus, Numbers, uh, <laughs> so much I love for the Moses. Israelites. He's yeah, awesome. they... <laughs> we uh, let, let's touch on that uh, when when we come back after the oh, break, great. Father. We do need to head to a break, so stay with us because we got much more real presence live to come, including another segment here with Father Seth Goglin of the Diocese of Duluth. And one thing that we do want to talk about uh, over the break, or excuse me, when we return from break, is what happens when it's tough to pray for our enemies. Are we still called to do that, and how can we do that if it's really tough to even get those words mm-hmm. out of our mouth? We'll talk about that and more when we return on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. 
Have you ever known someone who has taken their own life? 50% of Americans have. I'm Father Chris Alar. For years, professionals have called the tragedy of suicide an epidemic, but we believe it has become a pandemic because more people in the world take their own life than die by all the wars or homicides combined. Do you know that there are more veterans who have killed themselves than were killed in the Vietnam War? And these numbers keep increasing, especially among the youth. And society doesn't help. Through misguided ways, such as shows like 13 Reasons Why, suicide has become glorified in our society. But there is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Thanks for staying with us over the break. We're glad to be with you. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Joined by John Clark. John Clark. And uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, full disclosure, he's my uncle. So uh, (laughs) anything we say... You forgot uh, to say favorite uncle. Yeah, favorite uncle. Sorry. We practiced that. Yeah, uh, I'll work on it, I promise. Um, But I I have no bias at all. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're talking this morning with Father Seth Goglin about intercessory prayer and the power of prayer. And we, before the break, we were talking about... Scripture and where intercessory prayer is found in Scripture, and we had mentioned Abraham in Genesis, and we had started to touch on Moses, and it's one of the things, Father, I wanted to come back to, because Moses is such a powerful example of intercessory prayer and begging the Lord's mercy for the Lord's mercy for the Israelites when they goof up time after time. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the Israelites, uh, as they left Egypt, they were they were rejoicing for a little bit, and then soon enough, they see the Egyptians coming after them, and they start getting upset at Moses and <laughs> upset at God. And this this uh, kind of back and forth happens <laughs> basically throughout the next four books of the Bible, um, as where they they receive something good from God, they rejoice for a little bit, and then they kind of get back to their old ways, saying, "Well, basically, we wish we were still slaves in Egypt." Even to the point where <laughs> a great example when Moses goes up. Um, Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments. He's gone for 40 days. They know where he is, but they say, oh, we don't, we don't know where Moses went. Uh, Aaron, we, 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 need, we need a God to worship. And, and then they start worshiping, the, you know, this uh, golden calf. And uh, God says to Moses, I'm, I'm going to destroy this people. <laughs> like, they, they, they've gone astray so quickly. Um, and uh, that's a classic example where Moses says to God, well, God, you know, don't do that. You know, they, they, what, what, what will everyone say? You brought them out here to destroy them? <laughs> like, no, I, on, the, on their behalf, please, Lord, have mercy. I, I know they've done bad things. I know they've done evil. I know they've done wrong. Um, but please, please, 
And it doesn't just happen that once. <laughs> yeah. It happens over and over again uh, with, with, with the people as Moses is leading them towards the promised land. Yeah. So we were going to want to talk a little bit about to, um, you know praying for our enemies and how important that is. I know in Matthew, um, you know, it says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So um, it, that's, that's really important, isn't it, Father? To really yeah, it, it is. I, I think it's sometimes good just to start with, like, the Lord said that. We need to do it. Uh, because sometimes we can just get into our own head of, like, how much someone has hurt us and they're, they're not worth even thinking about. Um, I want to hold the grudge because that somehow makes me feel maybe more some power or makes me feel good. Uh, and that's not what the Lord commands us to do. Uh, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. But furthermore, the Lord shows us, right, you know, at his, at his crucifixion. Uh, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Exactly. Uh, so not only is it a command of the Lord, not only is it an example of the Lord, but whenever the Lord commands or gives us examples, it's because he knows how we're made and he knows what's, what's good for us. Um, holding on to those grudges, even though it might feel good at first, really, it doesn't hurt the other person. <laughs> Uh, it, it really only hurts us. It, it blocks us from uh, loving as God wants us to love. It, it blocks us from grace, because that's what serious sin does. It, uh, it uh, puts a block in our relationship with the Lord. And as painful as it can be, because we feel like, you know, we don't owe them uh, forgiveness, we don't owe to pray for them, um, well, we ourselves aren't owed forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's sometimes good to think about um, how our sins um, are so are so painful to the heart of Jesus, and we don't deserve that forgiveness. Yet the Lord so lovingly gives it to us, and our smallest sin is it, it's so huge to the infinite God, <laughs> as where any other sin between human to human, we need to be able to to let that go and and to forgive and. I think sometimes we can get into the trap, too, like, hey, I prayed for them once. I said I've forgiven them once. I'm done. But sometimes it doesn't work like that for us because, <laughs> you know, we see them again or the wound is opened up again. And so I think intercessory prayer, especially for those who have wronged us, uh, needs to happen very frequently. And it, can't, it can't be a one and done. Prayer is a, the first step in forgiveness, and, and sometimes... The prayer for one's enemies is really a prayer for oneself. Help me forgive this person. Help me look beyond the hurt and that might have been, um, you know, been perceived on our parts. And and I've heard, Father, I've heard it said that holding a grudge is like putting poison in the in a cup, but instead of giving it to the other person, you drink it yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It, it really, it really, um, just, <laughs> that's a really good image. It, it really just makes us um, less happy. It makes it, it, it piles more sin on our own soul. Um, it is it is no good to hold a grudge. It's it truly just as God gives us the law because it's it's freedom. So too, forgiving those who have harmed us actually brings us freedom, and holding on to it binds us. Yeah, and I think it's important to rem- remember the Lord's mercy as well. You know, I think it was St. Faustina who said, you know, all of our sins, all of our brokenness, everything is but a drop in the, in the furnace of the Lord's mercy. You know, I, it just, 
<clears throat> it's amazing to think about how merciful the Lord is, right? You were talking about even the smallest sin is, is like a, is a huge thing, but yet the Lord's mercy is, is so much greater even than that. And, and so to remember that if the Lord can have mercy on us for our brokenness and the things that we don't like to talk about even, you know, out, outside of the confessional, how much more should we be able to to love our brother in that way, um, especially if they've caused some some real hurt in our lives? Amen. And and I, I do think, especially as you mentioned confession, that can be one of a, a great way to help us to pray for others and to forgive others by receiving that mercy regularly ourselves and seeing how good the Lord is to us. You know, in, in some Protestant faiths, they really don't believe um, that praying to saints um, has any has any um any there's no need to do that you can go straight to the lord can you touch on the importance of intercessory prayer to the saints and the communion of saints and, and yeah uh, sure absolutely um i think first of all it's uh you just ask them well if you're willing to ask somebody else pray for you why not those who are united completely with god in heaven uh it's it's the same thing except it's even better because they're right there uh, we we see too. I mean, as Protestants like to look to Scripture for for all their answers, right? There is there is that in Scripture. Uh, the wedding feast at Cana is a beautiful example of that of people going to Mary <laughs> uh, to ask uh, for for that intercession. Um, or the the rich man and Lazarus that mm. that uh, that story that uh, the Lord says, and the rich man who in the story is actually damned, right? He's he's in he's in hell. He's suffering. Even then, he still pleads with Abraham, who's in heaven. Uh, to go to his family, to send Lazarus to them, to do something, um, we see that there is a connection uh, be- between all of us and the the saints who have been perfected, who are completely united um, without any spot or wrinkle on them anymore since they've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Uh, how much more beautiful is it to remember that we're united, as, as St. Paul says, you know, we were united with that great cloud of witnesses. Amen. Exactly. And and Father, I, I do want to bring up one thing too, because um, there might be some people listening out there who actually have a, a gift, mm-hmm. a charism of intercessory prayer. First of all, I wonder if you might talk just a little bit about what I mean when I when I talk about charism, but then talk about if, if somebody does have a charism of intercessory prayer, just how powerful that can be. Yeah, absolutely. So um Charisms or, or gift or is like a gift. It's a gift given to us individually by God, and not everybody has the same charisms, and, and that's okay. Uh, it's a gift of of the Spirit, ultimately of the Holy Spirit, that is meant to be used for the building up of the church, for the salvation of souls, for the good of others. Um, charisms aren't really meant for ourselves, in so far as like our good. Only if they are, it's only in so far as we use them for others helps us. So that, that's that's kind of what charisms are, and a, a gift of intercession. Um, it's not simply um, like I think I should do it, like I have a, a longing to intercede for people because all of us should. Yeah, <laughs> all of us should want to do that. But uh, really, maybe even um, in their own prayer, feeling drawn to that type of prayer more than anything, um, uh, even seeing uh, fruits of those prayers answered, maybe more readily or more quickly. Uh, than, than they may expect, that God wants to use them in particular to pray for others so that God's graces can be uh, uh, folded out to those in need, for those who they're asking to pray. Perhaps they, um, even in that gift of uh, charism of intercessory prayer, 
have a greater sense of who to pray for and the needs that, that come to them as a gift of the Holy Spirit as well. Yeah, and so if you're listening this morning, um, you know, we all have been given these gifts, um, and there, there's many different gifts. So if you're listening this morning, I encourage you to look into them and even start discerning, you know, what gift the Lord has given you. Because as Father was saying, it's not for you, it's for others. And what a great gift you can give of yourself by knowing the gifts that you can use to, to serve as church. Father, we just have a couple minutes left here. Um, any final thoughts that you, you want to say about intercessory prayer? If people are listening this morning thinking that, well, maybe I haven't done that, but maybe it's something that I should start. Doing. Sure, yeah, I think the last thing I, I, I want to say um, in regard to praying for your enemies is that um, praying for others helps also turn our hearts towards them. Uh, sometimes it, we can feel like, wow, what am I, what, why do I want to pray for them? I know I need to forgive them, but um, I don't really want to have anything to do with them. But praying for them helps turn our hearts towards them, helps a conversion for us, which is a beautiful gift. Yeah, absolutely, and I think... Um you know, I, I needed to hear those words this morning, too, because I, I often, I mean, I struggle sometimes praying for for those who want to do us harm. And I think it's just important and, and another step in the, the journey of the heart to uh, to be able to get to that level. So, Father, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much. God bless you. Thank you, Father. All right. Well, stay with us because after the break, we're going to be talking a little bit about Lent. We're about halfway through Lent now, or I think you said actually yesterday was the halfway halfway. point. So we're going to talk about what that means, uh, maybe offer a challenge to you if you haven't really done anything uh, at this point or up to this point, or maybe you've you've have done something, but eh, maybe half-heartedly. We're going to offer a challenge. We're going to talk a little bit about how you can charge forward through the end of Lent so that it can be an amazing Easter. All this and much more when Real Presence Live continues. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 